Good morning. This is Michael Stoller for the Stoller Real Estate Report on the Couch Roundtable. This morning, I've had the honor of having Scott Gallen, who is the CEO and principal of Handrow Properties, LLC, and ESSH Investments, LLC. So what do you do at these two companies? You are active in the office-based business, correct? Yeah. In the Handro Properties is principally uh, our core office space in New York City. And the ESS Investments is um, uh, self-storage, multifamily, uh, warehousing, et cetera, across the entire country. And we are co-GP and LP investors in about 100 projects. Okay. So let's talk. You're also involved. You're on the executive committee of uh, the Garment Center Alliance. Yes. And also a member of the board, right? Yes. Tell me about that, because that's a very active market right near Penn Central. Well, I've been part of the bid for over 20 years. When I was a tenant in the area, I was one of the tenant board members. There's designees, and now for the last 15 years, I've been you know, one of the landlord board members. We, um, we are one of the largest bids in New York, and um, it's a very vibrant and active area. Uh, last three years have been very challenged, like most parts of CBDs in New York, um, but um, the area is terrific. As you know, we're located in terms of transportation hubs. They're all within our district, and um, we've done a great job in the last 10 years just reforming the entire district in every possible way, and uh, now we're, you know, now that COVID's over, we've battled a lot of challenges that everybody's been battling in New York, and um, we're on an ascension now. Okay, what's happening in the retail areas in in the bid and well, how you see it? I think the retail areas in the bid are okay. Um, they're a little challenged because we don't have residents. And so any place that has people there 8, 10 hours a day, five days a week is always a difficult retail environment. And now with reduced office occupancy, which is getting better but still reduced, that even makes retail more difficult in a pure CBD. What's happening with the restaurants? I mean, part of the, the restaurants with the fast, casual, and so on. The restaurants are pretty good because we have a giant hospitality uh, space. We have 55 restaurants in the bid, and uh, I'm sorry, 55 hotels in the bid, with occupancy probably in the 80, 90% category, several million visits last year, and so the um, the guests at the hotels uh, absolutely do eat in the restaurants. I have a few restaurants in our properties that obviously suffered dramatically at the beginning of COVID, and today are doing between 80 and 90% of their pre-COVID annualized business. Okay, with, with regard to that, uh, what what are happening with the fine dining restaurants? How are they doing in the in the region? We have so few left, Mike. I mean, there's three or four restaurants principally geared towards businesses, and um, um, they're pretty busy when, when I go there still, um, but um, there's not many left. Let's talk about leasing of space uh, for both the retailer and also for the office tenant. What's the status today? Listen, you know the office market in Manhattan is, is very challenged, but it, it depends on neighborhood and it depends on size and use. We're fortunate that our tenants are small to medium-sized tenants, 3,000 to 10,000. These are entrepreneurial businesses where work from home is really 
not uh, feasible and it's not part of the entrepreneurial spirit. So we're fortunate enough now to have a physical occupancy of 75, 80%. Um, and we thought that would happen. Um, um, obviously, we, we've all experienced some rent deflation everywhere in New York, with a very few exceptions. Um, and, you know, I still think there's a there's time to play out this work from home issue. We're finding more and more and more of our tenants um, back and back in more plentiful ways than they came back originally. Okay. So. Would you say we have a time today that it's a good opportunity for an office tenant to rent space? Yes. Are they getting great opportunities? Yes. What type of concessions are yes. they being they're, offered? They're getting rents that are materially less than they were pre-COVID. And concessions are a different thing, difficult thing, because it's all one package. They may be getting less work and less free rent, but a dramatic reduction in rent. So but when you put the package together and you look at net effective rent, they're getting a very good deal all over the country. What's your thought about the conversion from office buildings to residential buildings, especially with this new MCOR program, which may go into effect in June? Listen, in our neighborhood, we feel great about it because we don't have residential zoning, which we expect to be able to have in 2024. All the, all the um, po- politicians, all the stakeholders are very much for this. We need um, residential and, and the city needs housing. So this is a win-win. Having said all that, um, it's a difficult, it's a long haul and a, and a difficult lift to take an office building and convert it into a res building, and especially since it requires meaningful um, tax incentives and assistance from, you know, uh, municipal authorities. Okay, with regard to that, I know that you've personally been involved with in, in your investments in conversion of industrial space to office space, which was in vogue a couple of years ago. What's happening today with regard to that? I don't think anybody's converting anything into an office today. Are you seeing the conversion today from the industri- from the office back to industrial? I haven't seen that. I don't think in the city in Manhattan you'd see that. I think more this notion of conversion to residential, except it's a it, it, it's a it's a heavy lift and it's something that doesn't happen fast. And um, you need light and air, and you need a lot of money. And so some buildings um, are efficient to do it in, and others very inefficient. What about co-sharing, you know, the WeWorks and the other Regis's? What are you seeing today in that? What's your thought about that? I mean, I'm not familiar with what's going on. I, I read what you read, and um, um, so I'm not sure. I mean, I don't – most people now – we have a building that has um, – 160 small spaces in it, 500 to 1,000 feet. It's 100% leased. It was through COVID. So you're running your own uh, co-sharing? I I don't think it's co-sharing because everybody, during COVID, I came up with a little notion called walls and doors. And I thought people, they didn't want to co-share. So we ran a big advertising campaign three months into COVID, walls and doors. And we said, you can have 500 feet, but it's yours. You have a door, you can close it, you have walls. And... um, it worked. I mean, the building maintained 95% tenancy through the COVID, through COVID. Many of the office buildings in, in the Garment Center or Fashion District bid area are older, are very old, and they require a major replacement. What do you see? Do you see a number of these buildings being knocked down? Do you see any new new office buildings going into that district? What do you, what do you see in general? I don't see... I, I, 
I don't see a lot of office buildings going into the district right now. There's enough vacancy where I'm not sure what would motivate somebody to build an office building. And most of our buildings are loft buildings between 50 and 120 years old. We maintain our buildings very well, as many of the great owners in our area. You know, we have entrepreneur, you know, iconic owners that take care of these buildings. And so... um, What about the rooftop clubs, the restaurants that are having clubs over there? What's your thought about that, especially since there are a number of them... In that district, we only we have a couple, and again, and, and a lot of that is driven by tenant occupancy in the offices. Um, the ones at the hotels in our in our district are doing very well. Um, the couple in the office buildings, I'm not familiar what the what the occupancy is right now. So, do you see people coming to the office more before the end of the year, or are we are we at a four day a work uh, work week at the office? From my vantage point, we should be at a five-day work week, and I'm, I built and ran a business that wasn't in the real estate business, and I believe that um, to run a successful business, you need physicality and you need, um, you know, ad hoc ideas. So, but what I believe in what's going to happen are two different things. I, I'd like to believe we're going to get up to 75%, and I think we're going to be looking, hopefully, at uh, most people working a four-day in office uh, work week and one day remotely. So as I would say uh, on my TV show, here's my apple. So the crystal apple looks relatively bright for the future. And Scott Gallen, thank you very much for being here today on the Stoller Real Estate Report. Thanks for having me, Mike. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.